The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. making sure that you keep that separate that work life mentality if you like separate you kind of do as they say and you anticipate needs come up with suggestions for things they might not have thought about because they're not at that level if you do that at home too much you become not you because there's no balance i've never been the quiet meek yes dear no dear person i would to a certain extent stand up fight back but not enough. I never went, no, this is not acceptable. It's a wonderful chaos, beautifully random, messy and glorious. Solo or tandem? We work to find rest, and fight to find peace, both head and the heart. And the atheist pray? It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos, and we like it that way. We're on today with Juliet Reynolds. Juliet Reynolds. She's going to come and talk to us about a subject she knows a lot and nothing about. Double standards. How in her 25 years in the workplace and just in life in general, has she, has she been experiencing things that you and I may not be picking up on? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious uh, that just what is it when she brings our attention to it, we'll actually be um, surprised. Yeah. This is a very interesting subject. It is. I was walking on the streets yesterday with Anna. Okay. Anna is the woman that I'm seeing. And she told me when she's walking and there's a man coming towards her, she's the one that normally moves so that, and, and he just, and I'm like, really? So we tested it, but, but, and then she said, because I'm next to her, everyone's like navigating left and right of us. I'm like, interesting. So today she experimented and she says the guy was going to like walk over her if she didn't take, take her left or right. Wow. It, it heightened my awareness. Like now when I'm walking, I'm like, oh, there's a woman coming towards me and I'm aware of, I, I walk really straight. Of course, at the moment, everyone is always talking about gender equality and LGBTQ and every, all the shows we're doing. And Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that is as well, of course. And what I really find interesting and what, what I would love to see how we frame discussions is that we build consciousness that we're not necessarily, we become more conscious of things we're not aware of. And what the reason why I phrase it that way is because I notice when it comes with shame and guilt that all of a sudden it pushes people away. And I'm always trying to invite people to become more aware. Yeah. And, uh, and in that world, I just see there's nothing to defend because if we did something a certain way for the last 40 years or longer, and it was absurd, then why don't we just alter it because it makes sense now? And it's so easy in that space to grow and adapt where I see more of the behavior being, hey, why are you doing that? That's against us. So it's a very negative reaction. And it does have an impact. So we can't deny that it also has a 
impact, but it also alienates. I'm, so, cu- I'm curious yeah. when you started talking. Yeah. What was what? Give me some context because I feel confused. Oh, oh, interesting. The the reason was because when we interact uh, with Juliet today, that my joy is actually hearing areas where you and I may not be conscious that there's behavior that we have that is uh, that, as, as men, as men or as people yeah, yeah. that are men that, that are uh, that's that's biased. I'm sure that there's women that have biases against women as well. We see that as well in studies that are done. Yeah. So it, it's not one sided. So, yeah, but I love I love seeing areas where I actually took something for granted and then I realized that I'd never realized that I did take it for granted. There's something beautiful in that. Yeah. It is so first says totally different experience when I walk alone and when I walk with a guy. Wow. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's really new for me. It's definitely heightened my awareness when I'm walking on the streets and Bulalang from South Africa says, Bambo, she's correct. White males are also like that. They want other races to give way to them and get annoyed when you're aware of it and don't move. Oh, wow. Wow, Bulalang. Wow, Bulalang. So Bolong, as we, for those that don't know, is in South Africa. So you also have the whole history of apartheid. So if you, if, so you'd still experience it in, in, I mean, it's interesting. I would say in America, because especially the white people are more scared, I believe. So they would move out of the way, but they would be moving out of the way, not necessarily because they're conscious and trying to make space for another person, but they're just like fear, anxious and fear. uh, Yeah. So. I think with that, it would be nice to bring Juliet on. Let's do it. How does it feel to come be invited onto a show on a subject that really is not of anything you really do in your life? That's the first question I have for you. Very strange. Yeah. Very strange. I mean, I, I, you know, I can give you examples, and, and I totally agree with what Bambos was saying you know, a minute ago, that if, I, if I'm walking down the street, you know, I, it's, it's always me that moves. Unless I'm with somebody else. And that's not just men, though. You know, in, in like the double standard thing, you get the, the old the old adage, if you like, where the older generation would say, oh, the youth of today, they're so rude, they're so this, they're so that. Yet so many times you'll get a group of older people standing in the middle of the pavement and they don't move. And you've got to go around them. And and from experience with push chairs, with kids, you know, sometimes out in the road, because even when you stand and say, excuse me, they don't move. Hmm. But would so you see that just as that? You see that as age specific or you see that also with a, a group of older men as well? You would see it as a mixture, but it's hmm. uh, it just made me, you know, the from a from that point of view, it was the fact that they would typically be standing there looking at you like. You know, yeah. you're just a young mother. What do you know about anything? Wow. Well, um, Julia, do you know what happens now, though, since COVID came? As I'm walking on the street, people actually make space for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh wow. People are so uh, nice. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> people a- actually cross the road <laughs> so, to avoid so- you now. You you work in the corporate world because I I actually don't know much about you. Is that that's right? Yeah. Yes. Well, I do now. Yes, I've done many different things. I've kind of gone from corporate to helping um, my ex husband run a business, um, and then back into the corporate world. Yeah. Mm. So I I recently photographed a high end criminal lawyer, 
and she she's in a position like it's like partnership in a company and when they have a meeting she's expected to get the tea yeah <laughs> yeah no i uh, yeah i completely get that do you still see that do you have that experience still to today to be fair in the company that i work for not in general everybody gets their own tea and coffee it's not you know years ago there were 22 of us in an office in reading and if tea and coffee was being made it was me that was making it i was at that point i was a the general admin i wasn't um a director or anything like that but by the same token they were all more than capable of making a cup of tea or coffee, right? Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, if I was in the middle of invoicing or making calls, because I still had to make customer calls and um, I used to do the um, the payment chasing when people hadn't, you know, companies hadn't paid maintenance or whatever. So it wasn't like this was just, I was just there to make the tea and coffee. I had a role to perform. Yeah. But, yes, it was still expected that I would make the tea and coffee. But it was unspoken expected. Oh, no, it was pretty much spoken, actually. It started off as unspoken, and I suppose in some ways I made a rod for my own back. But then it was like, oh, Jew, can we get a cup of tea? Oh, Make wow. us a coffee. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely expected mm. without and, it being part of my job role. And, let, like, let's assume you wouldn't do it. How 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 do you like what what would how do you think it would evolve? Would you be labeled as difficult? Oh, probably, because moving on to now, or you know, more recently, not with tea and coffee, but with other things that aren't typically part of my role, there you know there are people who don't want to do a certain thing, so they'll ask me to do it because I tend to try and be helpful. I will do that thing. But then there might be another time where they ask me to do it again. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I don't have the time. I'm really mm. slammed. You just, you just need to do this. Um, and I have been labeled as unhelpful. Yeah. Wow. So, and it's, you know, like, okay. Uh, I mm. don't, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing something that a, you are more than capable of doing and B, uh, there's no reason why you wouldn't be doing it. You're asking yeah. me, um, you know, to give you a, a, a background, I am an EA. I, I look after senior leadership team um, within the company that I work for. Um, but this is other people in their teams who think that because I am a secretary, yeah, I will just do what they want, that they what they don't want to do yeah. as opposed to you know things that are actually important they they don't see my role as important i think is probably mm. um quite a good way of of putting it there are a lot of people who do don't get me wrong i you mm. know it's a lovely company to work for but there are some people that you think okay you, you know what and one that's, of the, and that's not just now it's it's across the no. board one of the hardest things for me in my working experience when it came to situations like this and we actually we went through part of our journeys together. We worked together for the same company in different locations for 10 years. Yep. Um, I had moments where I saw that the executive assistant roles were doing a good percentage of the work of the actual person that was in the role themselves, mm -hmm. but they would never necessarily be acknowledged, but it would always, or if they were, it was done kind of more in a condescending way. 
Mm-hmm. And and it would always be hard for me because it, sitting it, like I, I could see through this and I'd always be looking, thinking to myself, okay, there are these highly effective people and, and, and yet they're not getting the higher level roles because funnily enough, they would also look at the kind of almost the imposter of the, the people that they were actually, and they'd never want to be that person. Mm-hmm. So they'd yeah. almost never, they wouldn't advance because they're like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do his job. Or, you know, it, it was often the male that was in those roles, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, nowadays you, you, you do get far more male EAs, which, yeah. you know, I, I suppose that's me, not as a double standard, but as a, that, that surprises me that there are men out there that go into that role. Um, so, you know, that's, that's me coming at it from a, from a different point of view. I'm always quite shocked to come up against, um, a male in that role, you know, to like, um, it's, it's, it still surprises me. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Um, do you feel like that, that they're treated differently as they're a male? I don't, I think that there's kind of two different aspects to that. You know, it's, I don't think they're treated differently from a, from a normal EA. And, you know, I think if somebody's going to treat an EA in a, in a disrespectful way, they'll do it whether they're male or female. When I ask you the question, I have a prejudice and not me, but I have a belief. I want to air my belief. My belief is that when a man or a woman are in the same position in a company, they look for more of what is the um, what's the trajectory for the man more so than for the woman. Mm-hmm. So they'll think about what's the career development for this individual. And for some reason, I think it's just a, a bias that yeah. there's a thought like, how do I how, if we want to get him, we got to make sure that he evolves in the company. Mm-hmm. Like That's that's a feeling that I think is so embedded and people are unaware that they do it. <laughs> Just, just by nature. I mean, that takes me right back to when I first started work uh, many, many years ago. Um, and I, because I actually worked in a building society, like a, a, a an independent bank. If you don't have, if you don't have them over there, um, you don't get many anymore. But it was all about finance, and two of us were taken on at the same time. Me and a and a guy, same age, same kind of backgrounds, everything. And from the get-go, I was taught to work on the counter. So just, so you know, taking people's money, giving people their money back. Um, and he was taught about the mortgages side and the investment side and the da-da-da-da-da. And when I asked why, because he's more likely to take it in. Now, this was like week one or two. I'm not talking about six no, months. No. And I was just like airy-fairy. I'm talking about, you know, because the he's fact more that likely because to he take was it male and we had a male general manager and we had a male director. Um, there were two women on the board, um, <sighs> and and they were great. I, I I actually knew one of them through my mother, who uh, worked for a, a firm of solicitors, um, and. You know, so she was always really nice, and and there mm. was another there was another solicitor again that I knew through my mother, um, but one of them was a local businessman. So and and he owned the local nightclub. Now, as well as working in the building society, I was working in a pub, 
um, on Friday and Saturday nights. And we used to, after, after the pub closed, go to this nightclub. So I knew this guy really well. Um, and he was, he was a member of the board. And the first time he walked in, um, they're all like, oh, you know, you know, like this because they're, they're members of the board. And he walked in, he's like, all right, Juliet, how you doing? I'm like, I'm all right, Ron, how are you? Haven't seen you in a while, da, da, da. Yeah. I got so much trouble, so much trouble. You can't speak to him like that. Sorry? <laughs> he's my friend. You know, I, I've known yeah. him longer than I've known any of you. Yeah. This speaks to another point, which is beyond just having more women in the workplace. So the one thing I've seen is that it, we, we're not only talking about getting and equalizing that, but the dominance of the male behavior, which is considered normal, means that for females that want to, say, be in that environment, the thing I've seen is that they have to adapt to become more male in how they operate. Is that something that you would say you can identify with or? Yeah. I mean, you've, again, you've got the two sides to that. You've got women who become very male like, but then you've also got the side of it that if you stand up for yourself as a woman, you're seen as, a bitch, the ball yeah. buster, the, you know, you're arrogant. So you're either playing. way, you're, you, you don't, you don't get to be seen as a strong woman. You get to be seen as somebody who's just causing trouble or. Yeah. You're not a team um, player. Yeah. It's almost exactly. like if you're confident and strong, if you're a male and you're a bitch, if you're a woman, Yes, like, like that's kind of the dichotomy. I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type when everyone believes you. What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can. Wondering if I'd get there quicker if I was a man. The same yeah. behavior, it's just viewed through the lens differently. Yeah. And I, I, mean, and, I and again, I can't say that I am um, innocent in seeing that about other women. You know, there are those that I, I'm just like, you're you're just rude. Yeah. And maybe they see themselves as standing up for themselves, but I see them as rude. And and would I do that if it was a male? Probably, probably. But it it's a very cloudy subject. Mm. You know, can you be feminine and still be a strong woman? And And if you're feminine, are they just going to walk all over you? Mm. you know whether whether male or female so yeah i mean i think a lot of it depends on the, on the role that you're in or the situation that you're in yeah. you know mm. the, the same things can happen outside of the workplace <clears throat> that that happen in it but just in for different reasons mm. I, I you took me back a little bit when i worked in a cosmetic company so a lot of, there were a lot of women there and we had the owner and the owner would talk to me, like he would always shout. And when he would shout, I, that was his way of communicating. Uh, I could take him because I just saw that that's his father talking to him. And that's how uh -huh. he dealt with people. But when he would shout at women, I saw there was a, the same tone, but there was also an undercurrent of talking down to. Mm -hmm. 
and I and I always would feel confused when when my colleagues would get over emotional. And I really had to like, like, what's happening for you? Like he shouts at me too. He's like, no, Bumble. When he shouts at me, he's really uh, condescending and, and talking down at me. Mm-hmm. And with you, he shouts, but he's talk, but he, there's a kind of respect towards you. Okay. Mm. It was really subtle. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, there, there are those differences. There definitely are those differences. This woman, I think it's a woman, Chris with a C. That's another sh- uh, a form of bias. If I see a C, then I assume it's a female. But that's because some women in power can be extremely nasty and catty. Well, absolutely. So it's so funny because when he wrote it, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Like, and but but the funny thing is, is if a woman is nasty and catty, they I, I see that in the society we we treat them as less than when a guy is just a dick and an asshole like yeah. it's sort of like we accept it in a weird way like oh this is just him being strong getting things done and she's just being difficult and uh whatever they frustrated uh, yeah yeah <laughs> condescending it's the, oh it must be that time of the month like phrases that kind of demean the individual instead of take respecting that that they're also uh, just that that's their way of uh, of being right uh julia I'd, I'd love to hear more about things that me and andy as men might be missing yeah uh, be missing i don't it's, it's just such a difficult because i i don't know bambos i don't know you personally andy I can tell you, Bambos, I've, when I call her, I think every time, what's the most offensive thing I can say? So, <laughs> so, so it's, it's interesting because with probably any other individual to ask that question to, it would be different. But we have a friendship that goes beyond, uh, beyond words. Yeah, yeah. This is true. This is true. Um, so, I yeah, a- it does make it very difficult because I, do, I, I am not a – I notice things. I notice those double standards and they annoy me, but I'm not one to kind of keep hold of everything mm. in that respect because, and, mm. and, and this is where I go wrong is that I just kind of accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's my failing. That's me not going, um, sorry, <laughs> you did that. Why? Or, you know, um, but I, I don't even I don't even really think that it's just men. I really do think it's people. From double standards are across the board, and I think that we all do it. Yeah. I mean, I do it when I'm driving. I'll yeah. tell somebody off, you know, in my head or out loud in my car for something that they've done, and then a few days later, catch myself doing it. Maybe not indicating on a right turn or. Um, and what are you saying? And, your and your assumption is that they're a woman? Is that what you're saying? Or no, what's your point? No, 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 no. My my point is that we all do those double standard things. She's naming we, that she'll see someone doing it and then she does it herself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but I try not to do that in the being offensive way. You know, so if somebody is is truly offensive to you know or offends me, I try not to do it back. Yeah. Um. So and. Uh, but men, it's the standard things, isn't it? Men will always talk about women drivers. Yeah. Some of the worst drivers I know are men. Yeah, without um, a doubt. So, you know, totally. Um, 
But again, when men and women are working together, and Andy, you know, you and I have had this discussion before, um, when my ex and I were running our own business, he would still treat me as the secretary. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest double standard because actually when we went into that business, I knew more about it than he did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the don't just assume that you know more than a woman. Yeah, but I would argue something also in reverse is that it wasn't till after you separated where I saw you stand in your full strength. Yeah, true. So in, true. in a weird way, I wouldn't I would say, yes, in some ways you could say he he didn't treat you that way. And I would even suggest you didn't treat yourself the way until I saw you afterwards as well. No, you're right. I didn't. Yeah. Um, and it was, and, and I want to celebrate it because it was beautiful to see. So I, I don't want to make a point. I want to say thank you for showing me a part of you, which was scary as hell from an outsider to see you going into the world with such clarity and strength and me on the sidelines saying, oh, shit, how's she going to do this? <laughs> I did OK. You did great, <laughs> actually. You did fantastic, which is really, really wonderful to see. I love how you change your voice. And uh... Well, it was true. I mean, if I just speak to this for a moment, she was in a rough situation. She decided exactly how she wanted to separate. It was done reasonably. These two weren't uh, hating on one another. It was just not going to work out. But she took drastic measures, which made me have to gulp and swallow and say, okay, she's really going for it. She, she lived the way you do. I don't necessarily want to go into details because that's not my prerogative to share. But she basically put it all on the line. And to the point where she didn't necessarily know where am I going to sleep kind of line, but I'm going to do this regardless. And that, that there was a, there's a respect I have for that. And you know how it is with me. If you really go for it in life that, that, and you don't, and you don't have, you're not guaranteed of anything in that world and you make it through it, it builds such character because that's where you learn about yourself. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Nice to meet you, Juliet. Um, <laughs> Have have you had moments in your life, Juliet, like you as a woman, where it did impact you, the way you were spoken to or the way you were treated? And it doesn't have to be in the workplace, by the way, just in general. It, and and it really hit you in a way, maybe you saw it later on, that how it impacted. Um, this kind of goes back to what Andy was saying about me not standing up for myself at the right times. Um, and I've done that a lot in the past. Um, so one of those, and it, which kind of relates to the double standard <laughs> thing as well, was um, previous partner to the last one we were talking about. Um, I was very controlled by him, or I allowed myself to be controlled by him, as, as Andy would tell me. I allowed myself to be controlled by him. Um And he was off doing things and then shutting me down for having relationships outside of our circle. And I don't, you know, I just mean friendships. Would you say there was no trust? He had no trust, no. And I gradually learned to have no trust because there was a, you know, it was, it was just stuff. Um, The impact that that had on me was, was for quite a long time, not trusting anyone. Wow. I didn't trust what anybody told me. I didn't trust 
and especially people that knew him. And that, to a certain extent, even includes Andy. You didn't trust me. Not that I didn't trust you, but I probably wouldn't have told you anything that I was worried would get back to him. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. But we're talking about, I mean, we don't go into details on the show, but we're talking about a very unhealthy relationship. Mm. And so even in this case, it would be hard to call this a double standard. It was like you were just in a train wreck of a relationship. (laughs) They made, they make, they they make bad, uh, you know, telenovelas that aren't as bad as what happened in that relationship. So, yes. And the, the irony, a telenovela? the telenovela is like where they try to make the most absurd storylines. Um, and, and I'd love to talk about that story, but I'm not going to because I don't think it's proper to discuss it if it doesn't come from your mouth. But I do want to say at least one point. It's fascinating that the distrust that he showed towards you is actually the distrust that he exhibited in his own life. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing it, to do with you. No. <laughs> No, exactly the things that he said and did. And so the the greatest hypocrisy in the world you could imagine is what was exhibited in her life. So I can understand why it was so hard for you to recover. So uh, also I photograph most of my clients as a photographer are women. And it's it's normally women who I would say are in positions or they're business owners and they want really good pictures of themselves. Mm -hmm. And what I've discovered is sometimes a woman will give up her career to follow uh, something a little bit more playful in her life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if she would have it both ways, she would want to keep both. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I recently photographed a criminal lawyer who is also a burlesque dancer who we won't name. Mm-hmm. And she, she ha- she's holding both polarities, but she finds sometimes she has to give up the, the law, the, the criminal law, mm-hmm. because it, it takes over her femininity where she feels suffocated. suffocated. Yeah. And then she'll go into her feminine and do burlesque shows. And she's really good at it. She's really amazing. She like shines. But she's also a person who has high intellect and wants to also be that too. Mm. And yeah. so now she's back in the, in, in the, in the law environment. And she said to me, Bambos, you don't understand. Normally women like me will quit the law firm and I'll become a coach to support women in that role on, on how to, yeah. uh, uh, so the, the, and I don't want to do that anymore. I'm saying I want to keep both polarities. And the oh. moment I do that, it's a risk. I'll be seen a certain way. I could lose my job. So in no way will, will, if a, if a colleague sees my performances, I'll be labeled a slut. I'll be labeled this and that. And mm-hmm. like, it just broke my heart. I felt so emotional yeah. at that injustice. And it's not yeah. only, and it's not only women, it's also people of color, um, any kind of perceived minority. Yeah. That's not a well white privilege. But it's not even just that. I mean, oh, tell me. Uh, well, okay. So, Andy said earlier he likes to to think of the most offensive thing he can say to me <laughs> when he greets me. Um, and one of the things that we've discussed on many occasions is I have five children, mm. three different p- partners. Yeah. And I'm judged for that. Um, You're judged horribly for that, by I'm the way. I'm judged horribly for that. Um, you can, know, can, it's can like you understand what that looks like? Uh, well, so I, 
I have a son from my first marriage, three children from my, from the next relationship, one daughter from my last relationship. Um, and they were all long-term relationships. They weren't, let's just go out and have another baby. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, you know, I have longer relationships, you know, than, than some normal marriages last. And guys don't get judged on it. And you can see it, Peter and I, so we're getting married next month, have both been married twice before, right? This is the third time for both of us. Wow. Hmm. But the faces when I say it, like this is my third marriage, compared to the faces when he says it, are different. He's probably going to, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, go for it. Exactly. Yeah, just don't get her pregnant because you don't, you, don't, you don't want to pay the alimony. And like, right? He's like that's probably the, sitting here there laughing because he'll be watching this. Um, but yeah, it's it's perfectly true. And and you know, um, I, and there I again, was the, I, I was in the office when people would be speaking poorly about you because of this exact thing you're discussing. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was this? Then? This was 15 years ago or something. In Austria. In Austria. And I remember getting pissed off and bringing them into oh, my... It was longer ago than that. It was about 20 uh, years. Hey, listen. Let's, let's, let's not throw numbers on the table oh, yeah. right now. Come on. Okay. I had a lot more hair then. Um, <laughs> I remember, I get it emotional is. talking about it because it was like the, one of the few times in my life I called people into my office and said, guys, that this has to, to, to stop. And it was really like I couldn't understand that there was weird judgment to the idea, and this was only by the women, by the way. The I men, know. the men don't, didn't give it a thought, as far as I knew. But they would actually just speak negatively, saying, "Oh, you know, I don't know how many kids you had that four, 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 four kids from the three men, or whatever the thing was." Two men at that point. Two men. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever it is, but there was that. That was really weird to see that there would be that it, it, it actually at the time I remember it disturbed me very few things were disturbing to me but like because I was with you privately and we had our relationship so I was now confronted with people judging someone on not on merit not okay. on any performance but on okay. their private lives it, it yeah. was yeah Without and this situation questions. was no, not no one caused by me either no so I was in an even worse position because I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to explain it. Nobody would come to me and say, what the hell's going on? I wasn't allowed to, I wasn't allowed to explain. Can we, um, can we share the details of that story on air or not? Sure. So you want me to, yeah, let her do you, you tell your story. I, listen, I want, I feel bad to ask you to tell the story because that could be its own episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you want this? Okay. Um, my partner at the time, uh, slept with our au pair and got her pregnant and then left me for her. Well, uh, so, yeah, this is this is what Andy said earlier. You could make it, you know, we talked about writing a soap opera about what was going on at the this time. Is, this was the man that was controlling her because she couldn't be trusted, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so he took our kids um, away. There, were, there was another office being opened up. Um, and he had the opportunity to take them. The au pair went to look after the kids. This was during school holidays. I stayed home um, to work because I had no holiday left. And yeah. The next thing you know, the next thing I know, the au pair is pregnant, and all of a sudden she's left saying, What the hell am I supposed to do? 
crazy. And and the weird thing is, in that scenario, can you imagine that you would be the one being judged? If I was looking at that from the outside, no, of course not. But that isn't how it was portrayed. Yeah, of course. To the people in the office, yeah. of course it wasn't. And that's what happens in life: is that the narrative, the, especially the man who is guilty, doesn't want to be seen as being a dick, as being as as being that way. Chris, who happens to go to my high school, she was two years, uh, and she's younger a lady. than I am. What? She's a lady. Yes. As a female, I've had more positive dealings with men in business. With men, I stand my ground and push back when I have to. Many women I've encountered tend to not be supportive of other women in leadership. They see it as a competition. Most of the worst people I've met in my career have been women. Yeah. No, I can actually, um, I can can agree with that quite a lot. There are certain people um, that I have worked with who even in the same position as me. So we're total equals. Um, yeah, they can, they can just be horrible. Yeah. Some of them are absolutely lovely and, and are some of my, you know, closest friends. But no, some of them just take it that they have to have all the power and they mm. will be as horrible to you as yeah. as they need to be to keep that. Um, you know, what from... I- from shutting you out to um, asking that you work in a certain way and oh, then yeah. not working in that way themselves. Yeah. It's like, you know, if, if, um, if you need to make a meeting with my people, can you do it through me? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And then suddenly you see appointments appearing in, you know, the people that you look after their calendars and you know yeah. nothing about them. Um or, you know, trips being booked uh, that you're kind of like, well, I wouldn't do this. I would say, like, this is happening. This needs to be booked. More than happy to work together on it. Or I'm happy to book it, but just so you know. Yeah. And then, you know, and that doesn't work the other way. So, yeah, I completely get that from Chris. It's, uh, you know, um, um, to a certain extent, the same thing with um, authority figures. Mm. Um the people that you actually work for, there can be huge variations, huge variations between men and women in that. But yes, men can sometimes come across as very condescending or, yeah, not not sort of taking, not mm. listening to you. But when women do it, they're far worse, far worse no. in general because they either don't do it at all or they do it in, you know, huge huge why do you think why do you think that will be the case i think because the generation that we are that's the way it's kind of had to be you know i think women really have had to push or have felt that they've had to push to be heard um to be taken seriously to you know that they have to be this you know hard-ass person to get where they want to go um you know going back to your 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 criminal attorney and 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 the burlesque thing why the hell shouldn't she be allowed to do both yeah because you know and no one's saying anything all sorts of things you know no one, no one is saying that she's not allowed by the way uh, but it, and i get it it's a restriction it in a way she's putting on herself but mm. because of how society will view her 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's wrong. It's totally wrong. Mm. You know, that there's there's CEOs out there, male CEOs out there who will go out and, you know, be riding BMX bikes or motocross or racing cars or strip whatever. Clubs. Strip clubs, right? Yeah. Um nobody yeah. bats yeah. an eyelid. The fact it that they can go to the strip clubs. They can go to the strip clubs. That's acceptable, but it wouldn't be acceptable for the woman to work in that strip club. Yeah. <laughs> you um, know, I, I was thinking something years ago, and it come, came up for me in the talk, is that when I looked at, like, the presidential election with Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. like, I felt like Hillary Clinton embodied a persona that men just didn't like. The, the woman who's strong and then authority. And like, so it was half of why I th- thought she lost was because mm-hmm. the men couldn't stomach voting for the, the mother-in-law that they never yes. really liked. So it was like an interesting, it was like not even any policy. It was just this persona, mm-hmm. which, um, which goes back to a little bit what we said. If she had the, if she was a, ma- a male in the same sort of character, we'd sort of, we'd normalize it and say, oh, all, all politicians are plastic. Or whatever the, yeah. the things we say. Yeah. Yeah, I, totally agree. I have an interesting, uh, another interesting, is that I, at the at the moment I'm coaching, I would say 80% of my clients are females in higher level executive positions. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and, there's a, and there's a similar trait that comes up over and over again, is that the they want to be sincere about what they are and they're not capable of doing or, cap- or, 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 or capable of, while their counterparts will bluff, pretend they know it when they fail doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. So okay. there, there, there's, there's this, and, and the fear is, hey, I don't know if I can do that role, but if I ask the question, okay, there's other people doing that. Well, are they succeeding? No, they're not. And then they'll know why and they'll understand what they'll need to do to succeed. So they'll already have covered all the bases of what needs to happen, but they also feel they have to be sincere that they're not able to do that or they're not in that in th- that moment and they feel that they don't want to bluff. So the, the difference that I've found between a, a male that may be more comfortable and a female, which is, we're, 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 oh, I'm generalizing, but I'm also doing it from my experience, is that the man will often feel far more comfortable bluffing and figuring out as it get, goes along where the woman will say, well, I'm not really capable of doing that. And there, therefore, she'll never get the same role because in a way, if the guy says, hey, I can do that, I, you know, and, 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 then, and then even if he can't, people just want someone who says they can do it. Yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> It's true, but should we should we judge on that basis? No, but that's the, that's the, that 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 gets to the point is that if we look at the subtlety of how systems form, mm-hmm. we don't even see the implicit bias. So, in the way in a boardroom, if someone speaks with firm clarity, but they're speaking gibberish, that voice will often have more weight than somebody who's very soft spoken and says something very, very uh, intelligent, but, but they say it with a voice that doesn't command respect. Yeah. But when women try and talk in that authoritative voice, they're, they're seen as being pushy. They're judged. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, you know, and this is the thing it goes on. I mean, the, the whole thing in the corporate world at the moment is around diversity. 
Yeah. You know, whether it's race, color, you know, gender, whatever, it's all about diversity. And it's almost become so much about diversity that you don't know where to step anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, what, what do you mean by that, Juliet? Because the, the balance of it is almost, um, you'll have a board of directors that is entirely male and everybody will be up in arms. Why are there no women on your board? Would it be any better if they were all women? Would it actually be any better if it was half and half? Because surely what you should be looking at is the person, the person who is right for that role. It doesn't matter. And that's, and that's where the whole diversity thing is, is, is in yeah, itself but, a double but, standard. But this is where it gets complicated because follow me here. And, and the person who's best for that role is being defined by the current status quo of that group. So that current status quo is, hey, the people that are best are the ones that get along with us. The people that can add mm -hmm. value, understand our cultural norms. Yeah. So now we invite, oh, it just, oh, the man, it's just, he's a white man, but we, he's been on five boards before. He understands how we operate. Oh, sure. He's the right, he's the right one for the group. And he plays golf. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Really but, must but, take up golf. So that's the hard thing is how do you change from within when you're not even aware that you have those biases? Because if you yep. ask those people, what do you think the first thing they're going to say is? I've got a black friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a female friend. Yeah. You know, I mean. Really? She's really a friend? Is she actually a friend? Or do you just fancy her and you, you know, but you have exactly. her as your friend because. That's another episode though. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, but in all seriousness is that the, the standards, the status quo is defining how it proceeds. And that's why and that's why the Me Too movements and the and the Black Lives Matter movements and the LGBTQ, LGBTQ, the, everyone has a very, very good, good point to be made. Absolutely. And the sad thing is, is that we're not in an environment where we're trying to learn from um, we're trying to learn from one another. And just to make just just because I want to I want to make sure that I get my one black friend on Andy Rob Cooper had, had black friends is my one black friend. We had his papa. Hey we Rob, had his, we had Rob. Thank you. Rob is also part of our working group together. Yeah. We had Rob's dad on. If you have not seen that episode, oh, it's brilliant. I loved it. I, it I was sat what absolutely was incredible. And uh, and to be honest, I think the only thing I said on that show that was totally offensive was that Rob was whiter than I am. So. Because, <laughs> Is that why he's your friend? <laughs> he is. He is so well spoken. You know what I mean? Like when I talk to Rob, I think, oh, my God, I really don't use the I use like 20 percent of the English language. You know, like if he had an SAT, you know, like I, I'm only aware of it when I see somebody who actually has a lot more, uh, a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more in the engine than I've got. Right. Yeah. Uh, funny. Rob, have you written any books we could read? No, he just reads his dad's, I'm guessing. And we also have Peter Taylor on, who has oh, no. laughing my freaking ass, ass off. off. He's the lazy project manager. I, 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 you know what? I, I have jokes that I'm going to not say. I'm not going to say them. You know him. I do know him. We had He's him on the show. Oh. That's his fiance. <laughs> 
See, doesn't he look like me? Take a look oh at his face. Oh, my God. Look at his face. Is that me? No, that's more good looking. He's better looking, of course. Yeah, see? Exactly. Rob says, okay, so we're, we're having too much fun now. Um, what do you want to ask, Bam? Well, uh, like, as a man and being doing this show, I, I do notice there's a part of me that wants to it feels protective towards women mm. also the woman that i'm dating right now she came out of a relationship where for five years she she was kind of a prisoner in a way that she couldn't express she couldn't dress in a certain way um she couldn't have facebook uh, messenger was being controlled and the whole time the guy was cheating on her Ugh. Mm-hmm. And it, it took it took a long time for her to step out of it and and just say no. Mm. I'm no longer gonna say yes to this kind of behavior. Mm. Well done, her. Yeah, well done, her. Yeah, well done, her. So much respect for that. It, it it's incredibly difficult because you come to believe the things that you are told. You know, we hear it. We hear in positive coaching. You know, that reinforcement, positive reinforcement all the time. If you're getting negative reinforcement, that's what you believe. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult to step outside of it and go, no, this isn't me. That's that's not what I deserve. That's not what I'm worth. I'm mm. worth more than this. It's interesting because the way you've said it, we discussed it even a a bit in your life when we were discussing your journey, that there's an interesting point where their society clearly is uh, conditioning us, men and and women, Mm -hmm. uh, to have certain beliefs about ourselves, if nothing more than we give the the young boy a science set and we give the young woman a doll, right? Mm -hmm. Just the whole whole way we're we're priming the brain to move in certain directions. And, And if if I look at it, like what we're saying is that at some point, we, you, your your current girlfriend, have an opportunity to go, hold on, but I haven't thought about what I want in this scenario yet. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and sometimes that takes something massive. And other times it's just the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's a big major event, like the bear being pregnant. And mm. other times it's just an accumulation over time where you suddenly go, no, enough. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't do this. Yeah. I cannot continue to be supportive of someone who has absolutely no respect for anything that I say or do. Um, so... You know, know, there are many different ways to it. And some people never get out. It points at something that I that I wrote down earlier on is that I see that people pleasing is this characteristic which makes someone a fantastic personal assistant. Mm hmm. What what do you guys what do you what do you what do you? But it, there, there was no punchline to a joke on this. I don't no, know. no, but but it is funny. Oh, okay, good. But because because I I like looking at behavior discreetly, and it, but it doesn't serve the individual. So no. it makes them very very good in the role because in that way they're anticipating, they're trying to support and be helpful. But what I've also seen is that it doesn't necessarily lead to advancement. No, and and the other thing is making sure that you keep that separate that work-life 
mentality, if you like, separate that, yes, in work, you you kind of do as they say and you anticipate needs and, you know, come up with suggestions for things they might not have thought about because they're not at that level. Yeah. Um, and you do all of that. If you do that at home too much, you become not you. Yeah. Because there's no balance. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as someone who's done that and, and, you know, I've I've never been the quiet, meek, yes, dear, no, dear person. I would, to a certain extent, stand up, fight back, but not enough. I never went, no, this is not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but in your case, I, I'm assuming you, you had children. Mm-hmm. And when you have children, there's consequences if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of it was based in fear. Yeah. What you know, if if I if I say no enough, if I say I'm leaving, if I try and kick him out, all of those things become a barrier to actually standing up for anything. Mm. Because the other worry is that you say no, and they go, "Well, then I'm leaving." Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 quite where all these were. Well, I know where some of them are, but all these women who managed to leave a relationship and end up with the house and the cars and the money and the, you know, that's, that's never been me. I, I end up with the children, which is great. Yeah, exactly. In some cases, not all cases, they went for a while. I think you're um, in the wrong state then. Yeah. You didn't pick the men well. No. <laughs> third time lucky, right? <laughs> yeah, you did get third time lucky for sure. Julia, how, like, if you think of your life and, 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 a way of working, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that you needed to work 10 times more hard, I'm just giving a number now, than a man in the same position to get to where you are today. Hmm, it's an assumption. Um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that's, that's the, I think that if I had been male, I would have got further than I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the role that I'm in now, I was very lucky when I I made that last decision to kind of make a break, do it by myself. I got uh, an interview. I actually got the job because I told one of the senior leadership team that I have five children. And so I'm used to herding cats. And that is what looking after a team like that can be like. Because you're not just looking after one person. In my role, you're looking after multiple people and they all work completely different ways. So some days it really is like herding cats. Um, So I was very lucky in the person that interviewed me. I'm surprised it didn't work against you, actually, because if you have five children, oh, you're busy with your children. So what makes you think you can can Mm -hmm. do 10 people? To be fair, three of them at that point were grown up. Only two of them were still at home. Okay. So, and, and that came into the conversation. I've got two still at home. They're like 12 and 15 or whatever they were at the time. And, you know, and then I have three grown up children. But would I have to work harder? I don't know. I mean, my role is kind of, I'm, I'm as high up as I can go in the company that I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nowhere for me to go. Yeah, but I also see that, and I think this is, might be, where people like I remember I was working when we worked at I won't I'll leave people nameless. I worked next to a guy who was very ineffective in his leadership. And mm-hmm. he had underneath him 
an incredibly smart, engaged, capable individual who is un unbelievably effective, like in ways I was shocked. So I said, here's an annual report. I did this last year. Do you think you could take this on? Oh, sure. I could do the annual report. So she'd write out an annual report. And then, and so, and, but she was working for this individual who didn't like help her or support her. And the reason why I share it back to you at this moment is I also believe that it takes an individual to see the capacity and say, you know, let's get you in another role. Mm -hmm. And I, and I believe that is part of this implicit bias where people will look at more the men and say, Hey, you know, I think that you could probably do something far greater than this instead of, Hey, let's not rock the boat. If she's happy and she's content, let's just keep her there. I think that happens so subtly. We're not even processing how it happens. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah. no, I, I think you're right. But I think that also happens with different departments for a, for a role like mine, we kind of have to know a lot of, a yeah. lot of what goes on um, and how things work. Um, so you will get people in other departments who are asked by their managers, how do we do this? I don't know. I'll find out for you. And they and they go back yeah. with that information. We don't, yeah. you know, we don't get the credit for it. EAs yeah. don't get the credit for stuff like that because it's just implied that we should know. Yeah. And, and it, that's part of our job role. So if somebody said, oh, Juliet's been really helpful, da, 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 everyone would go, well, yeah, that's her role. Yeah. And that's, you know, in some ways that's great. It's, you know, but it, in some ways it's, it's like, well. It's a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not seen as a superpower. If I reverse it back to my life, when I met Juliet, I was put in a role that I was wholly unqualified for. Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you got about yourself in that role, Andy. <laughs> I don't know if I got it. I, I had your husband, your former husband and you <laughs> sitting around beer saying, Andy, why not? You can figure, but what, what I, but the fact that I was even considered for it and given the role was almost again speaking to the fact that they trusted me. And I would, I would suggest if I was a, a, a black female, I would not have been given that role. No. And no. and that, but that was kind of the the um, the culture of that company. I mean, if you look at uh, there was the incident of one of the sales guys who had been trying to get hold of someone at one of the really big banks, and I had said to him, "I know him really well because I used to speak to him on a regular basis. Yeah. Do you want me to send him an email or get in contact with him for you. Well, he's not, if it, you know, he's not answering my calls. Why would he answer yours? Those were the exact words that came out of his mouth. And about, oh, three months later, I was talking to the guy at the bank again. And that sales guy happened to walk past. And I said, can you just hold on a sec? And I put the guy on hold and was like, have you, have you spoken to this guy yet? And he's like, no. Went back on the call. Hi, da, 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 you know, um, really great to catch up with you. By the way, Santo has been trying to catch up with you. Could you, would you mind speaking to him now? I can transfer you through. And he's like, yeah, sure, Juliet, no problem. Put him through to the guy. The guy never came back and thanked me. Yeah. But he would never have got through to that guy without my relationship. Yeah. I Maybe on a, you know. Entitlement. Yeah. Yeah. He That's was sales. He was sales. So he knew, you know, yeah. there was no way that, uh, a secretary was going to get to speak to because this guy was quite high up in in the department that that they needed. Yeah. But I spoke to a lot of those people. 
Yeah. But that was a pretty unhealthy culture. I, I also want to make clear that that culture that you were in at that time was not a very healthy one. <laughs> it wasn't. But it, again, it speaks to the fact that there is that, whether it's male, female, or in, in a hierarchical position, yeah. that sometimes people will talk down to you because of your yeah. position when actually you are in a far better place yeah, yeah. to get them the to result the, that yeah, they yeah. want. So they're not showing you the respect and obviously they don't get the benefit. It's funny because Rob Cooper, who says he, recognition is actually important. It's interesting because when I worked, I always hired older people who were far more intelligent than I was to work in, in, in my departments. I don't know if you like I was I was the manager, but I don't know if you realize I was the youngest one in my own department. <laughs> I was always hiring people <laughs> older, more experienced, and and the only thing Why I not? became, only thing I felt like I became was how do we, uh, how how do I like channel it so that it's acceptable by whoever I needed to sell an idea on or whatever the thing that was going to be done. But it's interesting because, and I also would see that I was always, you know, there was I to be honest with you, I liked working with females more than males in general because I saw that the ego issues were less. You know, mm-hmm. th- there didn't need to be right. There was more like, how can we make it work? So I, I noticed that that was far more of, and I think just by my nature, I'm trying to, I don't want to be right. I want to see how can we make it work. And I, yeah, and so I try to, work. I try to find people that are more in that, in that sort of, uh, I don't know, that mindset. So mm-hmm. thank you, Rob. I learned a lot from you. I actually find myself becoming much more like Rob, the older I get. I used to fight the culture of our former company and Rob would always get me so angry. He'd say, Andy, that's just how businesses work. Mm -hmm. And I would want to kill him. I would want to kill him because I like said, if, if I have to accept this, then I have to leave. And a funny thing was I left that company. I never went to work for another company again because I learned that this is how businesses work. So (laughs) thank you, Rob, for teaching me a big lesson in life. (laughs) We've gone over Mm -hmm. our hour. And it was really great to be with you. Did you? Thank you for having me on. I know it means a lot to Andy that you uh, that you've been on. Yeah, <laughs> it you know, means it, a lot to me that Andy had faith to have me on. Yeah, <laughs> both if sides I don't do by the way, like this, like this kind of thing. Both sides, because we could reveal enough about it's like it's like when they talked about mutually assured destruction. We both have the nuclear codes for one another's lives. So we could easily have destroyed one another and not uh, and not played nice. <laughs> no, we always played nice, Andy. We've always played nice. <laughs> I love you. We'll talk. Okay. I love you too. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it that way.